Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast, with yours truly, Nate Webb, the founder of Bullies Be Gone. Here on BBG, I go into all things kindness, bringing in guests and experts from all wakes of life. And we are all here for one reason and one reason only, to help you and your kids get over bullies, get off social media, and love your lives. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. Guys, it has been a while, but we are back. This year is going to be a little bit different here on the Teaching Kindness podcast. Some little changes, some big changes, but it's all for the good of the kids. Um, But first, as always, got to pay the bills. That means an ad is coming. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are back in session, and school is also back in session. Um, We had summer. This summer was a great summer. There were so many things that went on this summer. Um, Me and my wife, we were were Trek Ma and Pa. Um, Our church, we put on this, this thing called Trek where we go and kind of reenact pioneer life for a week. We hike, you know, about 45 miles, pulling handcarts and stuff. And it's a really cool spiritual experience. Um, That was really fun. No phones that whole week. Um, And then we found out we were pregnant this summer, which was so cool, especially after experiencing a miscarriage earlier. Um, And we found out it's a boy. Super excited about that. Um, We already have two boys, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And so this is going to complete the package. Um, And then I didn't do door-to-door sales for the first time in seven years. So I was actually able to spend time with my family, to be home, to enjoy, to help at the house, and to play with our brand new puppy. Yes, we got a puppy this summer. Um, His name is Milo. He is a mini golden doodle, and he is a ball of energy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, We love him. It's a lot. Um, it's like another kid, except he listens a little bit better than the kids do sometimes. Um, and other than that, we just went on lots of you know family outings. We went camping. We had lots of uh, lots of family members have you know leaving on missions for our the church that I'm in. Oh, the, the, you can serve a two year mission. Um, so lots of you know young men leaving on missions and lots of family outings. We went camping a few times. Um, my poor two-year-old, he, he, he grabbed the fire literally while we were camping. Yeah. He burned his hand pretty good. Um, he put it on the grill of the fire while the fire was going, got a massive blister. Um, but that's how they learn, I guess. But yeah, went camping. We had a lot of fun. Um, and it was a really good chance to kind of recenter. Um, and I didn't put out any episodes over the summer. I think I put out one um, during June, talk about LGBTQ awareness stuff. Um, but other than that, I didn't do hardly anything. Um, and it was a nice chance to try and reset. Um, but this season podcast is still growing strong, but there are some changes to this season of the podcast. Um, so with me this upcoming year, so I have partnered with save the kids. Um, you guys, everyone who's here is listening knows of Save the Kids. Colin Karchner was my mentor. He started Save the Kids. He passed away. And so I have partnered with Save the Kids um, as a speaker and as their main podcaster. Um, and so I record weekly for Save the Kids, talking to different experts to give you tips and strategies, kind of like your one shops, one-stop shop um, for raising kids in a tech-heavy world. And so that takes up a lot of my time, a lot of my time. 
And then additionally, of course, I'm a high school counselor. I'm an assistant girls wrestling coach. I'm a young men's advisor in my church. I'm a member of the Utah School Counselors Association board. um, And I run their podcast too. Shout out to the sounding board. Um, And so I have a lot less time, which means, so I don't have time. What I'm saying is I don't have time to do weekly episodes on this podcast like I used to do. But that being said, I am definitely not going to just leave this podcast alone. So episodes are going to go from every week, like last year, and having two seasons in a school year. Episodes are just going to be once a month. Usually the first Monday of every month, um, we're going to be talking about some of the things I, I, I talked about on the Save the Kids podcast. It might be one of my favorite recordings from the Save the Kids podcast, um, but it's going to be recording going to be once a month, but the content's not going to change. That's what's not going to change. Um, it's always going to be your place to hear about how kindness always wins. It's going to be your place to hear positivity. It's going to be your place to hear how you can help your kids to be resilient in this crazy world. That is not going to change. And I am never going to change that or sell out or anything for that. My main purpose always, always, always is to save the kids, is to help people, is to help people know that they're loved, is to lift people up. I will never, ever, ever sell out for money. It's never about money because I definitely don't get paid <laughs> to do the podcast and stuff. Um, I'm hoping, yeah, someday that I can speak full time and that can support my family and I can also be pursuing a cause that I feel like I'm making a difference in. And 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 that hopefully that someday is soon. But it's always been, been about saving the kids, okay? That's first and foremost. You guys need to know that. Now, moving forward, guys, we are in school now, and we've been in school for a little bit. My, my high school, we've been in session for like a month. Some of you guys have been in, a, in in class for longer now, and you guys are noticing the changes and the struggles that always come with a new school year. Um, you know, especially the younger kids, freshmen, they have a hard time. The ninth graders, um, some schools, the 10th graders, but most schools, your freshman, that's your first year of high school. And you really struggle acclimating to high school. Um, it's a brand new school, a lot more people. And those freshmen, they, they can be really, really antsy. They can have a lot of angst, a lot of nervousness, and they can be really, really unkind to each other. Um, statistically freshmen struggle the most because it's that transitioning into high school piece that they are still trying to figure out. And some schools have things put in place to help them. Um, And then you have your sophomores who they're going through their last little round of puberty there. And that can be such a hard time because your body's changing. You have body image issues and it's it's really hard. Then you got your junior seniors who are dealing with the more complex uh, social issues, right? Um, You know, not being popular enough, being ostracized, um, being bullied, um, not being cool enough, worry about your social status and stuff like that. And we go and it's hard because you're going from summer from having arguably most of us having arguably no structure at all to school where it is 100 percent structured. And that is hard for kids. That is really, really hard for kids. And I always advocate at the end of the school year keeping some sort of routine, keeping some sort of structure so it's not so hard on our kids. Um, But it's always hard. It's always hard on our kids when we have to go back to school and it's mega structured, it's homework, it's stress. Oh, and it's it's hard. And so when school gets back in session, there's always going to be the new challenges every year as school starts. And so being able to sit down with your kids and talk to them and communicate with them often is going to be key. 
because you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're going, what they're going through unless they tell you. And unless you're giving them a space where they can tell you things, they're not going to tell you things. And so you can kind of ask yourself, is my house the place that my kids feel comfortable talking about the hard stuff? Is my house a place where my kids feel comfortable talking about their feelings? And if the answer is no, then we need to make some changes. Because let's think about it. At school, what are your kids seeing from other people? What are your kids hearing and seeing from their classmates? If your kid has a smartphone or has friends who have smartphones and hangs around them often, I guarantee your kids are seeing pornography. Your kids are seeing sex. Your kids are hearing recreational, uh, very, very non-formal talks about masturbation, about suicide, about depression. Your kids are hearing about these things, but in a way that's not healthy. For sure, 100%. These are things that you guys are seeing. Now, if any of those words that I said, pornography, sex, masturbation, suicide, depression, if any of those things make you feel squeamish, it's because you don't talk enough about it. It's because those words are not commonplace in your house. If any of those words make you feel uncomfortable, you need to say those words more often in your house. And the reason being, if you are too uncomfortable to talk about it, then your kids are going to be too uncomfortable to talk about it to you. If it's something that mom and dad don't even want to talk about and your kid encounters it in the wild, then your kids are going to feel like they can't talk to you about it because if mom and dad don't even talk about it, I for sure can't talk about it and tell them that I saw it because, oh my gosh, they would be so angry at me and they'd lose their crap and then I'd be in big trouble and I'm just, I'm just not going to say anything. And our kids really suffer in silence because of that. And so what changes do you need to make so that your kids are comfortable talking to you? You know, you're going to have to figure that out on your own. I'm not going to be, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do all the work for you. Um, but it all starts at home and it all starts with your example. Do your kids see you talking about the hard stuff? Do they see you talking about sex and pornography and masturbation and all those things that are, they are teen issues and your tweens and kids need to know what those things are. Um, and then additionally, is your house a place where your kids can express their feelings? You know, or is, it good, is it a place where they're going to feel like they're only going to get fixed if they try and open up to mom and dad? Or are they going to get listened to? Are they going to get validated? It is so hard as a parent not to just fix everything that your kid says. Well, I'm mad at so-and-so. Stop being a wimp. Or this happened. Well, I'll tell you what you can do to make it better. Your kids don't want that right now. When your kids open up to you, they want to be heard. You know, we, we always hear about how husbands need to just listen to wives, right? When they venture stuff, you just say, oh man, I'm sorry, that sucks, instead of fixing it. Same goes for your kids, moms and dads. Same goes for your kids. When they're venting to you, when they're talking to you about their feelings, they're not wanting to be fixed. They're wanting to be heard. And if you can have experiences with them, with the small stuff that doesn't matter, where they are heard and validated and you don't lose your crap, they are much more likely to trust you and to open up to you about the harder stuff, about the stuff that that might that might be a little bit more triggering for you. But they'll they'll be more comfortable to talk about it because, well, mom and dad didn't lose their crap with me when I talked about the time I cheated on a test or the time Johnny broke up with me and I felt horrible and they helped me through that and they didn't judge me. 
well, I, I've been looking at pornography because my friend showed it to me and I keep on finding it. And I think I can talk to them because I have that trust. That is a thing you want with your kids. Now, there's a great Instagram account. Um, oh, I forget what it's called off the top of my head. Um, I think it's like 10 minutes every day or something. I'll have to look it up. But they talk about how 10, just 10 minutes total every single day, five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, two minutes here or there, but just 10 minutes total with your kids, um, letting them talk to you, letting them be engaged with conversation with you and they're doing the talking, engaged in meaningful conversation, doing things they want to do so they know that they are valued. And then being the example of what you want them to be like. If you want them to be kind, you need to be kind. That's huge this year. There are more unkind parents right now that I've been noticing um, than before. Parents that are really combative and that are kind of teaching their kids that it's okay to be unkind. A lot of adults, uh, you know, experience some counselors, experience some different teachers, parents, you name it. There are more adults that are displaying unkindness right now. And because of that, there are more youth that are displaying unkindness. The youth are pretty kind, actually. They're not horrible. But they're learning from us adults how to be nasty to each other. I mean, there's someone that I I look up to and respect. They're a wonderful person. And I saw on some some viral Facebook post, there was a lot of cussing on a shirt. And someone commented how they didn't like the cussing. And this person that I know, they, they commented. And they're like, no one cares. And I commented, I said, hey, thanks for your comment. And I agree, we don't need as much vulgarity because look at us tearing each other apart on social media and we wonder why our kids are horrible to each other. Your kids are watching. So be that example of kindness that you want them to be. You know, they see how you act on social media, they see how you treat each other, they see how you treat them, and they're going to mirror you. So be kind, be that example. Guys, I am excited. I am excited because we're back. We're back in the school year. I get to see kids every single day. I get to help them. But even more so, I'm excited to continue to speak to kids. Um, This year, I have already given some assemblies and done parent nights and stuff. And I have even more scheduled in the books. And so it's going to be a wonderful year. But I need your help. Um, This message needs to go to every single school. This message needs to get out to everybody. Um, And so if you would like me to come to your church, school, event, or whatever, make sure to fill out the speaker form in the description of this podcast, and we can make it happen. We can work it out and make it happen. We need all hands on deck right now. It is so much bigger than any of us. And our kids, they need us more now than ever. They are so strong and so resilient. But this world is very tricky, and it tries so hard to deceive them and make them feel like that they're not worth it. And they need a support system. They need this so much. And so I need your help getting this out to the kids. So fill out that speaker form so I can get out to your church, school event, whatever it is, so we can help save the kids. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I am so excited to be back on Teaching Kindness, to be back on BBG, um, sharing positivity and how you can be resilient in this crazy tech-heavy world. And don't forget, for your daily dose of positivity, go and follow me at bulliesbe.gon. That'll be in the podcast description. And always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.